The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. We're breaking it down. Friday Night Free Show style. Rob Vino will kick it uh, with us as uh, we kick it live from Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's literally like 100 degrees in the middle of the night uh, right now. Uh, we did crank it up. It was like an ice box in here, but then I was cold. And I'm hot. And then I'm cold. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, type of deals. All right. We can't live in the past. It's one, you know, it is what it is. But if you remember when we gave it a U.S. Open picks, especially for the women's side, I said, you know, I like Coco Goff, but I also like uh, I think Garcia. I said, you know, Garcia 20 to 1 is a pretty good play, actually. It's pretty good value at 20 to 1. She's now plus 550. Garcia is now plus 550. It's easy to forget that there are actually other women in the tournament besides Serena Williams. But Serena Williams has been eliminated. But bravo to Serena Williams. Congratulations on an epic career. Epic, epic. Yeah, I mean, the best ever. Um, epic career. The longevity was unbelievable. And and the the she she's carried the U.S. Open this year. I've just seen the highlight here right now. There's one thing I want to say, and I don't know. I don't I don't know the relationship with these players and stuff like that. Right? I don't I don't get the you know I don't. Um, but it seemed to me that Serena was pretty flippant with the girl that beat her after. You know what I mean? Like she, there was, there was really like she barely looked at her at the eye. I, I noticed it live, and I didn't want to say anything. I was like, I don't know, maybe you know what I mean. She said something, and I missed it. And no, no. Like basically, when watch when they watch after you, the highlights playing all the time. Watch, all Serena says is good job. And she doesn't really even look at her. She goes, yeah, good job. And she kind of looks the other way and good job. You figure it should be more emotional. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, you know, hey, congratulations, whatever. You know, it was my last match. You know what I mean? Instead, she just said, good job. She looked away. And then I thought it was kind of crazy, actually, that they made Tom, Tom Jonovich, that they made her stand around that she won. They made her stand around for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, while they played simply the best and all this stuff. 
Will she have to stand there despite the fact that she actually won the damn match? And then after, Serena didn't didn't go over to her again. That's what I noticed again. I was like, man, all right, we're, we were praising Serena, but let's not forget, like, she is a diva. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's not forget, like, it's like, you know, Serena, you could have uh, you could have went over and, like, shook the girl's hand after that just beat you in your last match, but... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She, you could tell, too, in the interview after, it was awkward for her. Like, she said, oh, I'm a Serena fan, too. But it was awkward. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I said, I could read the, I'm good at picking this stuff up live right away. I just thought it was weird. I thought Serena's handshake with her was kind of weak after. And then I thought it was weak that they made her stand around forever. And, um, and that, that Serena... Like, basically, Serena should have said thank you to her. I, you know, I'm at my nitpicking, but basically, the girl stood around because of you, you know? The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports I am Gabriel Mencia, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. College football is back. NFL football is going to be back in less than a week's time. Updated uh, U.S. Open numbers right now. Serena Williams has been eliminated. Uh, Swiatek is the other uh, favorite. Or Swiatek uh, plus two twenty. Caroline Garcia plus five fifty. And remember, I like Garcia, and I told you I liked her twenty to one. But I didn't pull the trigger. I only pulled the trigger on Coco. Coco Goff at six. She's now six to one. I got Coco Goff at sixteen to one. We missed out on Garcia at twenty to one. But I got to tell you. I, she, I don't think it's bad odds, even at plus five fifty at this stage. I mean, we are going getting into the quarterfinals. We're, we're you know we're moving we're moving along. Uh, the tournament is uh, around. You know, it's it's getting real now. It's getting realer now. I so I think Garcia is in the mix. Golf is she going to win? I don't know. Um, she's playing great tennis uh, right now. As far as the men is concerned, nothing's really changed. As far as the men is concerned, Kyrgios is still a, a tool bag. Uh, Alcaraz, <laughs> you know, it's hard to like to say that Kyrgios can like ever get more annoying. Like you see, I, I talked about it a little bit. You see him complaining about the weed the other day. Who was the player that he called? What did he call? He called him a wimp. Did he call Sipinus a wimp? Or he said he's soft. He said that's why this guy never wins because he's soft and he's a wimp or something. I think it was Sipinus. And now you can talk in a soft. Nick Kyrgios complains of marijuana smell during the U.S. Open. People don't know uh, that I'm a heavy asthmatic. So when I'm running side to side and struggling to breathe already, it's probably not something I want to breathe in, in between points. The umpire reminded fans to remain from smoking around the court as play got back underway. <laughs> So this comes a week after uh, is suing Kyrgios because he said that uh, she had over 700 drinks and is out of her mind. I didn't realize Kyrgios was so straight edge. Suck it. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs>
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. That's the Friday Night Freak Show live from Las Vegas. This is Sports Rage. Here is XM Channel 159. We're throwing it down on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. SoCal, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. Let's bring in a man that used to live in uh, Las Vegas, now in the city of brotherly love. Rob Vino, wagertalk.com, steps up and in. Just spent 10 days in the desert. Rob, it's always a pleasure. Great to have you back in the rotation. How you doing, my man? Yeah, I am good, buddy. As you know, college football started, so we're all, you know, it's like Christmas Day for us. I mean, this is this is good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, you recover a little bit from those that time in Las Vegas, then you get right back to the grind. So glad to be here. Glad to be on with you. Well, it's good to have you back, uh, Robert. I know the wager talk, the wager talk meet and greet and weekend was a massive uh, success. We're here handling some last-minute business, final contest entries, uh, future plays, and uh, tie up uh, some loose ends uh, before the Buffalo Bills and the Rams game on Thursday night. But college football has begun with a bang. Man, Thursday night was just lit and off the hook. And it was going to be impossible for Friday's card to uh, to top that, but let's get into Saturday's card uh, right now. I don't even know where to start with you, really, Rob. There's just so many, so many games. So I'll ask you, what game catches your eye, Mr. Rob Vino? Which game you want to start with? You know, I'll start with that Memphis Mississippi State game, Gabe. A little bit off the radar. It's not one of the big marquee Ohio State, Notre Dame, Utah, Florida, so on and so forth, but. A little bit of animosity there, I would think, with Mississippi State. Um, and maybe I'm just a bitter better from last year because I had Mississippi State laying three. They wind up losing by four. Um, in a game where, if you guys remember, it, there was a 95-yard punt return by Calvin Austin. That really should have never even happened. Uh, Mississippi State punted the football down to the five. They downed it. The referee, you know, waved his arms, crossed his arms, signaled down, threw his little black flag. And then Calvin Austin just runs up and picks it up and runs 95 yards the other way. And even with review, they give him a touchdown, which still, when you watch the play today, you wonder how that went. But it did create the difference in that ball game. Memphis ends up winning by four without that TD. MSU, which dominated the game, um, 468 total yards to 286, complete 50 passes, 75% of their passes. Will Rogers was on fire in that contest. I think they've got it circled, Gabe, um, from everything I've read. This is the home opener in Starkville. Cowbells abound. Mississippi State brings back 17 guys. Ryan Silverfield, since he took over for Memphis his three years so far, that team is 0-8 against the spread on the road. More specifically, they're 0-3 as a road dog. And every single game they lost to the spread as a road dog, 
they didn't really come close. They lost to the line by seven, by eight and a half, and then by three, all three losses by double digits. So I like Mississippi State here. I think Memphis has some holes to fill. And as I mentioned, since Silverfield took over, it's been a little bit of a downward arrow for the Memphis Tigers. Rob Vino uh, joining us from RobVinoSports.com, WagerTalk.com. I am Gabriel Morenzi. So as long as we're talking about an SEC team uh, here, let's talk about uh, not the biggest, highest-profile game, but a massive game as far as the odds makers are concerned, as far as future future playoff potential is concerned. I'm talking about Utah. I mean, the Utah Utes took more action than any other team as far as when it came to their win total. Yet, I think they can still lose this football game and go over uh, eight and a half. Obviously, you had to lay some juice to do it. There's been so much talk and anticipation about this football game. Now it's less than 24 hours away. What are your thoughts on the Utes and the Gators? Yeah, I kind of lean to the Utah side, but really more because the game is played in week one rather than midseason. If this were like week six, week seven, Florida had their feet under them, I think I might feel a little bit different. A lot, of, lot to be corrected there in Florida, right? I mean, they're one of the worst tackling teams. Um, assignment discipline was terrible. And Billy Napier, who I love as a head coach, you know, here's a guy, real quick, for your listeners, Gabe, who maybe don't know, but the background on Billy Napier, when he was wide receivers coach at Alabama and then took the job at ULL, um, he told anybody that would listen, I'm bringing Alabama's culture, I'm bringing Alabama's philosophy, I'm bringing Alabama's systems, and he implemented them all in the Sun Belt, and they were a terror during his reign um, with ULL. I think he can get the job done here in Florida. It's just a question of how quickly can he get it done. Anthony Richardson, QB for Florida, a lot of hype around him, but I'm sure Kyle Whittingham, you know, these first week games are somewhat different because if necessary, you have six months to game plan for somebody, and I'm sure that Kyle Whittingham and that Utah defense has been schooled, well-schooled into keeping Anthony Richardson in the pocket in this game. Um, Napier's system a little bit different. It doesn't have design quarterback runs, so Richardson should be mostly a pocket passer. I don't know that I've seen enough consistency yet. We really haven't seen enough of him yet. Uh, but Utah returned 60 lettermen to their team. That's just a huge number. A lot of last year's talent rolls over. Cam Rising, when he took over, was great. They got two key losses. Devin Lloyd, the middle linebacker in the NFL. Britton Covey, uh, wide receiver, return specialist, who was great for them. But, boy, they got enough talent everywhere else to make up for this game. So I thought, you know, the price kind of got out of range now. My power ratings made it two and a half. I think Utah's up to three and a half. I think they'll win the game, but I don't want to lay more than a field goal. So we'll see how it goes. But um, Florida will be an interesting watch here to see how they handle this game. I think you raised an interesting point. You look, and I'm a big Billy Napier fan uh, as well, but the fact is it's his first year as the head coach of a big-time program now and running this and, and installing the culture. And it's going to take and – and, you know, obviously he was known for being a legendary recruiter in Louisiana as well. So you know he's going to recruit well moving forward, but I like what you said in the sense that Kyle Whittingham has been around a long time and – he knows and he knew he was going to have a really good football team this year. I guess where I'm going with this is probably about a week after they lost to Ohio State um, in the Rose Bowl, he was already game planning against Florida, right? I mean, th this is one of the big, you know, they've been sitting here all in the offseason with this game circled to start uh, the season. Going to be a smash mouth affair. I lean with the Utes as well, but I know you, Rob, and, you know, um, <laughs> the, the highest profile game might not be the best game to bet on, right? But at the same point, 
point in time, you know, people tuning in want to hear about these games and that games, but that's why I'm going to mix it up right now. And listen, I got a piece of uh, Miami of Ohio to win the MAC East. High on this football team uh, this year, and evidently a lot of betters are pretty high them this week against Kentucky. Man, there's been a lot of live movement and steam uh, on, on Miami. Yeah, and you know, if we're going to get into coaching, I mean, Chuck Martin, ex-Notre Dame assistant, uh, he's been at Miami quite a while now, but he could possibly be the best coach in the MAC conference. And this year, like you say, he's got the talent. Lane Gabbert's little brother, Brett Bass, that offense is stacked. Um, they lose their top wide receiver, but other than that, I mean, the backfield is incredible for this team. So I, too, think that they're going to be a team. They were 7-6 and six last year. I think they'll be a team on the move. I see some holes in Kentucky, um, and I know that they're recruiting better than ever, but the recruits are unproven still. I don't know that Kentucky's going to be as good defensively, and I think that's why we saw the push in the total, Gabe. This total rose from 49 all the way to 54. Uh, a lot of betters, guys, that you know, at that Wager Talk weekend that I talked to, anticipate them being uh, the defense has been the anchor for this team. I think a lot of guys anticipate the offense taking more of a step forward this year and being that anchor for them, thus the move in the total. I can see that 54 is still a number where I think there's slight value to get over. Um, Will Levis absolutely stepped in and played well at quarterback last year. I think he makes the next step here. So, you know, you're talking about a game that maybe goes. 35-24, 35-23, you win pretty easily. I think they're more than capable of that. My lean in that game, and a game that I bet slightly here was over the total in that Miami-Ohio-Kentucky game. I don't want to. Comp- I don't like comparing teams just because they're in the same conference. But we look at the game the other night against uh, with Central Michigan and Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, I can almost see a similar situation in which you know Miami Ohio's offense does some nice things, but the, you know Kentucky's team speed. There's just you know big play here, big play there, big play here, big play there. And the thing is too, guys. People always talk while well, it's early. You know the you know, defense can be ahead of the offense. They don't tackle in practice and in 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 in, in training camp, guys, like they used to. And Tackling is at an all-time low uh, right now to begin with, and we see this. Um, so, you know, it just seems to me that the total is a little light. I understand why it moved up. More with Rob Vino on the other side. The late-night anger management class live from Vegas continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Radio affiliates, we throw it down live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I look out my window right now, and I'm looking directly at the uh, the Rio. The Palms is in front of me, 
And I've got Trump to my left as well. And I couldn't help but think. I was wondering, any documents, uh, any any documents lying around? <laughs> I couldn't resist, Rob. I'm sorry. I, I don't get political on the show. But sorry, I got Trump Tower outside. My, uh, first thing I thought, I'm like, man, I wonder how many documents he's got lying around in, on, on, in his desk in this building. You know what I'm saying? And I, I wonder, you think the feds are probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> Oh, God, that's a good mix in there, Gabe. Hey, real quick, allow me to backtrack just 20 seconds real quick here. Yeah, That's yeah. what we were talking about with um, um, the Florida-Utah game. One thing that you hear commonly this week about that game is Utah, a mountain time zone team, coming into the heat and humidity of Gainesville, Florida. It is going to be hot. It is going to be humid. There's potential thunderstorms there, I think, which there are in Florida every day of the year. I don't know, Gabe, that I buy into that because I just think back to a couple years ago when Boise State opened their season in Tallahassee, Florida, and the heat and humidity were outrageous. Florida State picked up 31 points in the first half. And a team like Boise that doesn't practice in that humidity is supposed to just wilt away in the second half. Yet they won the second half with a freshman quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, 17 to nothing. So I think Utah will be well prepped for those who are trying to follow that weather angle and the Mountain West team um, doesn't come from those conditions. I just don't know that that argument holds up. It may. We don't make a blanket statement out of anything, but I just wanted to point that out. Rob, an interesting game is North Carolina and App State. A little regional battle uh, going on here with the Tar Heels and the Mountaineers. So uh, App State and North Carolina. NC State, East Carolina is another intriguing one. Me and Teddy touched on this game last night. And of the belief, and I don't like to get caught up too much because it's easy to look at these numbers and talk about the underdogs. But we all know college football is more of a favorite a favorite um, domain, so to speak. But with that being stated, man, I think East Carolina could be very live here. I think they could hang around, even though I know NC State. NC State are a trendy team this year, but this is one of those circle the wagon games. You know, the Pirates are going to be ready to go. Interesting, similar situation uh, with App State. I'm curious to see how Michigan plays with this quarterback situation. Right? Are they going to go pedal to the metal? I think they probably will. It's one thing with Harbaugh. He doesn't take the pedal off the metal. We saw that last year, Rob. If Michigan are the better team, they won't let up. But, man, that's a big number in the Michigan Wolverine game, isn't it? It really is. But it's another one where we've seen a huge increase in the total, Gabe. And you've talked to me long enough now where you know that generally I like to play the over. I'm not big on under. If I can't find a way to play the over, then I'm not playing the game in most cases. But in that one, you, know, you got Jay Norvell. Took a bunch of Nevada coaches with him to Colorado State. Took some Nevada Wolfpack talent with him to Colorado State, including his starting quarterback for this game, Clay Millen. Um, he's got two quarterbacks who know his system inside out. It's air raid. Uh, you're going to see a lot of possessions out of CSU that either move the ball or go three and out in 48 seconds, right? Uh, that's the way that system works. And all of that stuff is good for points. The more possessions you get when you're playing an over, you like it better. And I happen to be one person who believes that Michigan got out from underneath that rock, which said that they can't play wide open offense last year. Um, yeah. And I think this year they're going to be more explosive than they were last year, to tell you the truth. Harbaugh, the method to his madness, obviously, he seems like a kook half the time, but he really gets the job done. 
And I just think they got weapons all over the place that are going to be unleashed this year. I like Michigan to maybe get 40-plus in that game because Colorado State, new defensive system and not a lot of returning talent. They lost a bunch. You know, that COVID year last uh, last year where guys got the extra season, um, you, you would see teams with, like, a huge number of returning lettermen and very few lost lettermen. For Colorado State, those numbers are so small because the program has been weeded out with the new coaching staff um, and the new system. So I think over, I think Michigan, maybe if guys are interested in playing team totals, I don't, but I know that's a new wave of better team totals. Michigan, to me, finds their way to 45 in this game um, with a balanced offense and with their quarterback, whether it be, you know, all one guy tomorrow or maybe a split. I think that game gets over. You know, I was thinking about Michigan in the first half. It's up to uh, up to, up to 19 plus. Cash the ticket with Tennessee in the first half, and easy to say now, but man, that was an easy winner, huh? It was like 38 nothing, 38 nothing at the at the half, and and they were getting 37 and a half. I, I laid a bad number. It was 24. It was it was a very big number uh, that I ended up laying. So speaking of big, and one thing, I'm a Michigan fan, and you're right, because I think the perception is, oh, I'm not laying that type of points with Harbaugh or Michigan. They're just going to run the ball. No, right. not really. <laughs> like, and, you know, so one thing, Harbaugh, Harbaugh might be a, a God-fearing man and he goes to church and all this type of stuff. And I think he does actually care about the kids uh, that play the sport and his opponents even, but he won't take the pedal off the metal. Like, they, he won't do it. I think, you know what I mean? And, and they got this quarterback battle going on where – McNamara's going to play the whole game, and then McCarthy's going to play the whole game against Hawaii. So I'm just intrigued to see the showcase if they just say, all right, guys, see what you can do if you can put a six touchdowns up uh, for us uh, here. But let's talk about Michigan's nemesis at Ohio State because i got to tell you, quite frankly, it's not – it's not um, every week, every year, every decade, is it, that we see the Notre Dame Fighting Irish getting this type of points, Rob? No, and it's it's hard to justify. Real, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not deserved, Gabe, because the reason why this number is where it is is because, let's face it, sharp betters are the guys betting in the summertime, and sharp money took this game from 14 to 17. Guys who follow this thing 12 months a year all the way until the openers come out, they sit there and they wait and they pounce on something, and they like Ohio State. My power rating showed they should be 13 and a half. So maybe there's a little bit of inflation on Notre Dame side. There's a couple quick points here, Gabe, I want to make real fast. I know we're always time constrained, but where Notre Dame is concerned, I didn't have to dig too far other than the bowl game against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, Marcus Freeman gets the assignment. They move up from defensive coordinator to interim head coach responsibilities. And the defense suffered in that game. I mean, Mike Gundy had what might have been his worst, least productive offense during his 17 years prior to this one. Spencer Sanders, that offense was terrible all season long. They were predicated on defense. And that offense went for over 500 yards against Notre Dame. Should never happen, but it did happen. The other side of that is Notre Dame threw for over 500 yards against what was maybe um, uh, Mike Gundy's best defense during his 17-year tenure. The guy who ran that defense, Jim Knowles, didn't coach the bowl game, but still it was his defense that day that they played. He's the Ohio State coordinator now. Marcus Freeman's got a heads up on what style he likes to play defensively, and Notre Dame was successful against it. They got plenty of talent. What we've heard the last month, a big negative that we've heard about Notre Dame the last month is, oh, they lost their number one wide receiver. 
The number one wide receiver is Avery Davis, the kid they lost. Had 27 catches last year. Didn't have a catch in that bowl game where they threw for over 500. I get it wasn't Tyler Buckner throwing the football. It was Jack Cohn. But if you ask me, Tyler Buckner, if he'd have played last year, he'd have put up Jack Cohn numbers because Jack Cohn missed a lot of uh, throws. I think losing Kyron Williams doesn't hurt because the running back situation with Chris Tyree is great. There's three guys that are going to take the field tomorrow that had as many, if not more, catches than Avery Davis did. So I don't know what the big deal is about losing the wide receiver. If they had lost tight end Michael Meyer, I would have been concerned. That kid's probably the number one tight end off the board in the NFL draft. So I think a lot of this points to um, a lot of scoring here, Gabe, because I don't think Ohio State can be stopped. And I think Notre Dame's going to get their share as well. I see 59 and think, you know, that 38-24 is not out of the realm of possibility in this game. That's 62. So I think I'm going to play that one over. It read my mind as far as the score, the total. I think it might even be a little higher than what you said, but it still it still gets us there. So, Rob, as you stated, we're always on the clock. We've got two minutes right now for everybody tuning in in San Diego. What's your uh, what's your impression on the Aztecs opening up Snapdragon Stadium against Arizona? A lot of different takes uh, on this game, and most of them are kind of negative towards the Aztecs. I don't trust the Aztecs. They're not the type of team I want to lay points with. Arizona is going to be a lot better. Uh, this year yet we sort of hear this every year about SDSU and every year they're a covering machine what's your take on this one yeah I I kind of fall into both of those categories that you listed Dave but I didn't play the game because I do fear the emotional angle here with the new stadium being opened Um, I am not a fan of Jed Fish Let's, let's open up with that I mean any chance I've had in the past including last year when I played their season win total under I play against him because his offensive system is proven to be too complicated at every college stop he's made. Guys just don't get it. However, they are a better team this year. They are a little more talented. You do fear San Diego State. Can they score enough to get you there? But the number's down to six. Now, can they win by seven points? Can they win a game 17 to 10? San Diego's the, San Diego State's the king of winning those types of games. So certainly they can. Yeah, by 10. I don't think <laughs> exactly. If they're laying six, they'll win by nine or 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not laying 15, so we, I don't think you have to worry. But, again, I didn't play it. I found other stuff to play. Um, you know, I wanted to get to Arizona, but I just can't. I think Fish will be a little better this year, though, even though I'm not a fan. For all of uh, Rob Vino's information, thoughts, picks, and everything else in between, check out RobVinoSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at RobVinoSports, uh, and you can find him at WagerTalk.com as well. Rob, great to have you back. Great to have college football back. And next week, we'll talk NFL football. We're less than a week away. It's getting real. Rob, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Gabe. Good to be back with you. Have a good weekend. Late Night Anger Management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity... We have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
Oh, yeah, let's do this thing. It is time to bet. For real, all this talk, countdown this, countdown that. It's time to rock and roll. Very, it's pretty cool view, actually. It's a strange... Um, you know, we we could we could have done the TV show today, and it was a beautiful blue sky, and you got the setting and everything. But anyone that's on TV knows it's very difficult to make it work, right? Like it looks good from behind you, but the lighting you need like a, you need a lot of lights. And basically, we're 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 in a hotel, right? So we just sort of have to deal with what we got. But it's a it's a unique look what we have now, because it looks like there's only one light here, Matthias. There's not four lights. I know it looks like there's four. There's one. I don't know. Like it's a weird. It's I, a I, weird. I, I like it better than the room in LA when, when you went to the when when you went to Los Angeles. Oh yeah, Angeles yeah, 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 yeah. This Glendale. is much more. Yeah, this is much more spacious and cool, actually. Oh like, hell yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You could tell too. Like, uh, I was actually pretty impressed. I don't know what it is. I keep on getting these like really nice rooms. Like I got like the like the all, not all the windows are like this. Like I got one. Of, I got the corner suite, so I have a panoramic view. Which I didn't ask for or anything, but I did pay for the more expensive one. Like I got like the second most expensive room in the place, besides like the the whatever the suite that I didn't need an extra room. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like I don't. It's like yeah, the suite looks cool and stuff, but what am I? I don't know, I'm sitting here alone. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't need that. So, um, all right, let me blast through what we're going to do, and we'll get Matthias's UFC picks. We'll see Matthias tomorrow night. It's his bachelor uh, weekend, bachelor party. And uh, we're going to hook up uh, with him. And him and his crew, though, they're going to, like, the real nightclubs and stuff like that. And I didn't bring that wardrobe, Matthias, you know? Uh, <laughs> I didn't bring that wardrobe uh, for for Club Tau and, and that type of stuff. Uh, plus, I hate those places. But besides that, <laughs> like... <laughs> I've done it. I've, I've done it. No, I do. Like, I just do. Like, like yeah, you know. Uh, but I, I understand. But uh, we're, I'm going to hook up. We're going to hook up uh, tomorrow night. A lot of games going on. I got a lot of people to hook up with. I got the contest thing. Buddy wants to meet uh, the Vegas proxy guy, Matty, that we had on the show. You know, cool dude and everything. I, I endorse him. But I'm like, what time? He goes, oh, let's meet in between 9 and 11 a.m. at this. It's like, dude. <laughs> Like we're in Vegas. Like, it's a little, little early. Yeah, nine would be nine early. to eleven a.m. Like eleven a.m. is when I'm waking up. <laughs> yeah, nine to eleven a.m. No, I'm gonna be up. And in fact, actually, I'm getting. Uh, this might be the soberest I've been on a Friday night in Vegas. Okay, let me just say that. <laughs> like for the record. Uh, besides when I, but even when I lived here, Friday nights used to be pretty wild. Like. Uh, we had the TV show when we were here, but I was just doing a podcast, Matthias, like Sports Rage. So it was like anything goes. I had my own, like it was like sports book sponsored and stuff, you know what I mean? So it was like anything went. It was pretty wild. Like I did it. It was really, really cool set. Like I did it uh, right outside the stratosphere, like outdoors on this balcony. It was really, really cool. And uh, we used to have, Brian Blessing, rest in peace. We used to have like a, a the Friday night show was like the fun one. Um, cause I didn't have a TV show the next day. You know what I mean? Like all I taped TV show on Sunday. So like Friday night was like our party night, uh, when I was living in Vegas and we used to have some great times. Uh, we missed Brian blessing May rest in peace. Um, go bills. Okay. So we can't bet on every game. No, you can't bet on every game. Um, especially it's called football. There's a million games. So, you know, sometimes you look at something, you're like, oh, maybe that'll cover and this and that. But we can't, you know, and I, I, I didn't do great tonight. I did really good last night, but I didn't love the games tonight, and I paid the price for it. So let's start off uh, with the early games here. Colorado State of Michigan. This game is on ESPN. 
And um, I'm getting a wake-up call for this one, Matthias. I'm not playing around. There's all these games, and I got to get the contest in. It's one of the, you know what I mean? I got That's it. professional, Gabe. I, I expect nothing less. That's what I'm talking yeah. about right there. A wake-up call for football. <laughs> yeah. It's a big Let's go. Yeah, but I can't play around. Like, I don't want any chances. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell him, yeah, give me a wake-up call for, like, 7.30 a.m. Games are at 9, 7.30. I want to get, you know, get down into the book, get all my bets in, get some breakfast and stuff. And my plan is, Matthias, I'll watch, like, the first games. Like, I'm not going to start getting hammered at 10 in the morning, bro. You know what I mean? Because you know me. I go hard once I start. So oh, no, I'm, I'm not game. starting at 10 a.m. Like, so that's the whole thing. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, Saturday. Like, I'm not that crazy. So, like, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll have some breakfast. I'll bet the games. I'll go to the book in the morning. Um, and then I'm going to start. I'll raise it up a notch for me, Matthias. Like, 1230, that's when all those games are, bro. Right, you got a lot of big games at 12:30 tomorrow, including the Oregon Duck game. The, the, the 12:30 uh, West Coast, 3:30 Eastern is a big wave, so that's probably when I'll start to have a few, which will then lead us into the seven o'clock games with Utah. That's what I'm thinking of coming down and hooking up with you around then, like seven o'clock type. Then when are you going to town? Um, so uh, I'll come down. We're going late, Gabe. Yeah, we're going like late. Like a midnight we're gonna a type thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I'll come down around 7 type thing for that, those wave of games. You got Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Utah, Florida. There's good games going on, you know? So, um, okay, so I'm going to – this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Michigan minus 19.5 in the first half in the morning. I think Michigan smoke them early, and I'm going to go over 60.5 in the game. I think Michigan are going to score like – Michigan are going to win like 48 to 21 or something. I don't want to lay the 30.5 because it could get backdoored. That's a lot of points to be laying. But I think Michigan is going to be up in the first half. It's 19 and a half. I think they'll be up by 20, 24 or something, whatever. And uh, let's go over to 60 and a half. So Michigan minus 19 and a half, over 60 and a half, Colorado State of Michigan. I'm intrigued by East Carolina, but I can't bet every game. So let's just give you the ones that I know I'm betting for sure. It's in the morning. I'm waking up. All right, what am I waking up and going right to the window and saying, putting paper money down and saying, let's go. Give me over 19 and a half and give me over 60 and a half in the Michigan game. Let's keep rolling. And then we scroll. We roll into 11.30 West Coast time, uh, 2.30 Eastern. Love UCLA to destroy Bowling Green. Lay the points with the UCLA Bruins. And uh, we're going to go over the number. Uh, over 56 and a half. So UCLA minus the points at over 56 and a half. Then this big wave of games comes up at uh, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. Arizona and SDSU. I think SDSU will cover. I don't think people give SDSU enough credit. I think SDSU will cover the number in this game. Arizona suck, okay? Yeah, they're going to be better, but they're better comparable to what? So... Give me, give me SDSU minus the points. I, you know, I like SDSU and Moneyline parlays, too. And, in fact, I don't have a problem with a Moneyline parlay of SDSU and Arkansas. Those games are at the same time. I like the Houston Cougars. Dude, the Cougars are down to four. It's only minus 175 on the money line. Like, we are literally one little move away from this being like 160 on the money line, and I'll hammer Houston on the money line and rather than laying the three and a half or four. But I like the Houston Cougars in that game. Oregon and Georgia... I've liked Oregon all summer, so I've told a million people I think they're going to cover. It's hard for me to abandon ship. I hate abandoning ship, but I'm getting I'm getting cold feet about this one. I'm getting nervous a little bit. Not nervous, but I'm not nervous. But you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it's smart to pick on Georgia, man. You know what I mean? You're like, really? 
is Bowden. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of unknowns about this, but at the same point in time, the Ducks do have talent. I think I think they're going to hang around early. I think there's a better chance that the Ducks play well in the first half and make a game of this than there is than Georgia blow them out in the first half and the Ducks backdoor and come back. Like, if they're getting smoked, they're not coming back. But it's the first game of the year. Georgia did lose, like, a million players, man, to the NFL. Right? So, give me the Oregon Ducks plus 10 in the first half. Oregon Ducks plus 10 in the first half. UTEP and uh, and Oklahoma. Give me the Oklahoma Sooners in the first half. I'll lay the 19 as well. What is it? 19, 19 and a half, 18 and a half. I'll lay 18 and a half with the Sooners in the first half. I think the Sooners are going to put a show on, and maybe they'll get backdoored. I don't want to lay the 30 and a half. Similar situation with Rice and USC. All right, except I'll lay I'll lay USC in in the first half, and I'll lay USC in the game. I think USC are going to murder them. So I'll take USC minus the points in the first half and USC uh, minus the points in uh, the football game as well. And then we get into the night stuff. I like the Utah Utes on the money line to beat the Florida Gators. I think the total's too light at 51.5. That game's going to go over the number. I think Ohio State and Notre Dame, I love the over there at over 59. And uh, that's it. Those are the ones that I really like a lot. Follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage, and I'll post my picks. I'm going to do a video here from Vegas as well for everybody. UFC in the morning. Interesting card, fun card. I put my bet in already for whatever reason, Matthias. I was bored, not bored, but I was in the airport firing away because I knew I could bet here the, you know, here in, in Nevada, but I'm geo-blocked from some of the books that I have an account with, too, at the same time. So I was like, all right, let me just bet the UFC now. So I did bet the over two and a half in the main event. We talked about it last night. I put my money where my mouth was. I went over two and a half with Gone and Tuavosa. Tuavasa. I like those picks, Gabe. You know, I, I, I'm doing a parlay right now. I'm doing Robert Whitaker and Imavov uh, both to win at minus 103. I like the I like that two teamer right there, and I also love Jordan at minus one. Oh yeah, that's Gabe. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles we're Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're gonna kill it with him tomorrow. I can't wait for that fight, fight of the night. But I expect him to win. And I also like Quinones in the prelims at plus 105 over Kalataha. I think there's some great value there. The bigger fighter, you know, more the guy with 16 wins. The guy and also an animal pressure type of fighter i don't think he could fight with taha so i, I think you know as in plus money i'm glad you brought up the jordan i would have forgotten bro I, I'm so excited that's, that's gonna be early I'm, I'm nerding out yeah it kind of it, it, the car starts at 9 a.m the you know jordan's not coming on until 11 a.m most likely and you know what they also moved the joaquin buckley fight and uh imavov to the main card, which I'm really happy about because I don't know how they were going to put that fight like fourth in line, which was ridiculous. That that has fight of the night potential written. Jordan, as well, Jordan is uh, scheduled here tentatively. They have it listed at uh, three o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. Yeah, so nice. at least yeah, that's, it's it's not cool. like yeah, I don't have to worry like oh it's at eight in the morning or something stupid like that. No. But I got to get that in. You're right. And like we said, Charles Jordan was a good fight. Listen, he, he, Burgos is a tough guy. But I thought that he did enough to win, but it was in New York. You remember they fought in Long Island, and Burgos is from Long Island. And uh, and Jordan was from Montreal, and they screwed him. And, but now they're going to Paris. They're going to France. So he's going to have the support of the crowd and stuff. He speaks French. I don't think they're going to screw a French guy in France here. So and I, I, I'm not, you know, he's got to win the fight on his own. You know, it's interesting. 
interesting, actually, Matthias, because if you look at it, where's John Modeski from? Montreal. There's a method oh, yeah. to their madness. They knew. They're like, let's put the Montreal guys on Absolutely. this because they all speak French, right? I like McDessie, but Gabe. I think at plus 185, you know, you go shop around some books. I think there's tremendous value. McDessie 4-1 in his last five fights, and in his previous fight, he just beat Bahamondes, who's an excellent stand-up fighter. You know, you don't want to fight a young Bahamondes, and McDessie, I don't want to say took him to school, but he taught him a lesson. You know, and and McDessie, he earned his major respect, in my opinion. In this, in the last two years of MMA, he still belongs, man. That, that guy could still fight. He could bang. And and Hawk Peras is up for a big fight tomorrow. You know, McDessie's not going to go away easy. Man, I was going to say, I think that Vittori and Whitaker will go over the number, Matthias. It's like minus 300. <laughs> it's literally minus 300 for two and a half, even. Uh, that yeah, fight is that fight's going over for sure. Yeah, it's minus two seventy five, and it goes the distance. Like, dear God, like, is that, what, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Okay, we'll give you our best bets. Quickest hundred eight minutes in sports talk radio. Three minute warning next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Man, there's so much going on. Medvedev and Kyrgios are playing on Sunday. That's pretty badass. That's good. That's a good match. Medvedev is minus 188. Kyrgios is plus 150. <laughs> well, if you want to get to Kyrgios, just light one up. It's going to upset him. Evidently. <laughs> just smoke, smoke a fatty. I don't think people are smoking in a stadium. I think it's the outdoor stuff. right? You have all those people in the park outside and all that, and so people are lighting up. It's not like everyone's, you know, smoking fat spliffs, like in, in Arthur Ashe Stadium and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been known yeah, to happen. It's kind of classy to go to a U.S. Open. I don't really think they want that. They want to attract that crowd. No, nah, but I kind of do. It's New York. It's sort of, it's kind of accepted, Matthias. Like, anyone who's lived in New York knows, like, there's this smell of marijuana is everywhere. It smells like, let's just call it out for anyone in New York tuning in right now. You know what I'm talking about. New York City smells like two things, weed and urine. <laughs> I'm true. I'm, I'm dead serious, Matthias. I don't know if you've been there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Like, New York, it's just like, it smells like, it smells like people are taking a leak everywhere. And it's, there's a waft of weed uh, everywhere. Great place. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. Now, there's tennis, and we're all over the place here, but... In the morning, follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. I'm going to post my picks. I'm going to do a video. Uh, but give me the Michigan Wolverines, minus 19.5 in the first half. I'm going to go over 60.5 with um, with Colorado State and Michigan. I love UCLA. These are the early games. Love UCLA, minus the 23.5. I think they're going to smoke Bowling Green. 
And uh, I like the over, 46 and a half. I think San Diego State are going to cover against Arizona. Uh, I like a San Diego State-Arkansas money line parlay, actually. I like the Houston Cougars on the money line to beat Texas-San Antonio. I like the Ducks plus 10 against Georgia. I like Oklahoma minus the points in the first half. I like USC minus the points in the first half. USC minus the points in the game. The Utah Utes are going to win. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.